Welcome to the Axe Church Podcast. Glad you're with us today. This is Hunter Croft. I am the worship and media leader here at Axe Church, and I've got Kristen Wire here with me today, and she is the children's leader, and she does a lot of other things too. We both kind of have to go outside of the lines of what our exact jobs are a lot, such as recording a podcast. I guess that's probably close. This is really, you're doing my job right now, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and today we just want to talk about um, ways that we spend free time and how those things are good and how they're bad. So um, first off, what what is a hobby of yours that you like to partake in in your free time? I really like spending time with my dog hmm. and going to the dog park. What and is your dog's name? My dog's name is Prudence, and she's a little pug who's 10 months old. She has a lot of energy. Um, but I really like going to the dog park and petting other dogs yeah. and playing with other dogs because it really makes my heart happy. Taylor tells me that I, that I cheat on our dog because I like driving <laughs> down the road, there's a dog with its head out the window. I'm like, oh, look at that That's dog. Me. That's me too. And then I start talking to it like, like, like a baby. I'm like, oh, who's a good dog? I'm like, he's so sweet. Look at you. And then my dog's like, why are you talking to that other <laughs> That's dog? That's how you talk what to me. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah. So I, I do that. It's it's okay. I've thought about going to the dog park. I haven't taken my dog to the dog park because my dog is kind of um, questionable when it comes to social interaction. Um, <laughs> sometimes he does great. Sometimes he acts like a weirdo. Um but I've all? thought about it just true. <laughs> I have. I'm right there with him. He he really is. He's he's raised by me. Um, I would go to the dog park just to look at all the dogs. Yeah, I, I just like to meet. Not the people that, no. with, that own the dogs. And I just sometimes wanna... there's dogs at the dog park who like don't care about other dogs, and you'll be walking, and you'll just feel like little boops on the back of your legs, and you look <laughs> down, and it's like a little dog trying to get your attention, and it's oh. like, hello, pet me. And I'm like, oh, yes, I yeah. will pet you. You're That's so cute. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I was at a Safeway last night with Taylor. We were getting some, some food stuffs, and we saw a German shepherd pup. Well, so Taylor saw this guy holding a puppy and I saw just like the, like just the ear of it. Uh-huh. And it was a little brown ear. And I thought, oh, I bet it's like some like little terrier dog or something like that, which, you know, that's, that's cute to see. In a, that's, a, that's an unexpected surprise and safe way. But then I went around to the other side of the guy and I could see the dog and it's a little German shepherd puppy uh... just in his arms. So, you know, it's, it's pretty young if it's fitting in your arms still. So cute. So that was, that was, I... I went into Safeway looking for some pasta, and I left with that experience. I love dogs. My for my hobbies, my hobbies have. It seems like every time I get a hobby, it ends up becoming part of my job or something like that. I, like, <laughs> photography started out as a hobby, and then I started doing it for a job, and um, videography became a hobby, and then it. Well, no, videography is pretty much always. I always had a practical application, um, but I will for a hobby. When I'm dead broke, I'll go look at camera gear oh my that gosh. I could spend a bunch of money on <laughs> just because I just think it's so interesting um, what you can do with with camera technology and, you know, and someday when I happen to find a bunch of money, I'm going to buy a bunch <laughs> of camera gear and and use it for something. Um, that's, that's I, I waste a lot of time and guitar gear too. Um, I think guys, not all guys, just like generally guys like to like look at different gears for whatever their hobby is. So like yeah. my hunter really likes looking at, knives. you know, like knives yeah. and like guitars and like just weird stuff that I'm like, why does this matter? Like <laughs> you don't <laughs> have money for that. that? Yeah, yeah. Like why are you even torturing yourself? Because with me, like if I can't afford it, I don't want to look at it because I'm going to be sad that I can't oh, afford yeah, it and that yeah. I can't have it. And it's too big of an emotional roller coaster <laughs> to even go looking at it. Look at it. Oh, yeah, pretty much. I, I kind of, I guess I just, I keep in mind the entire time. I cannot afford anything on here. I am just looking at it. You're more rational than I am. Then. Yes. Although sometimes, you know, I've I've started doing that with drones before. And look, now I have a drone and I could not, it, it definitely sent us on a financial downward spiral for a oh. while when I bought that drone. <laughs> it was not necessarily, but now I've got a drone and we're, we, and you can use it, it for through. work. Yeah. And, and yes, like, now it's, yeah. Practical now, applications. That's practical use. That's yeah. how I justify I, it. That's why I said, mm-hmm. I was like, this will be a great thing to use. Such was, a good investment. <laughs> I was trying to do like real estate stuff at, and I, I, I definitely blur the lines between what's um, hobby and what's work. And that makes it fun. Yeah. yeah. That's why I love my job. There you go. Um, what's another hobby of mine? I also like to hang out with my dog. I I like to run, but 
I have to run and I like to, I guess I'd like to hike. I like to speed hike. <laughs> we'll call it that. I like to go <laughs> to cool places and run through um, their trails because I, walking's too slow. And so, um, but I also don't, I don't just like, I'm not going to go run on a track or something like that. Yeah. I hate that. So um, I like to do fun runs. Another thing that I really enjoy is listening to new music. Yeah. Um, I'm one of like those really weird people that no, I might not like sit there and listen to a podcast. I know, judge me. I make them, but I don't listen to them. You're but I that. can literally sit and just listen to new music. So I've been getting into Justin Timberlake's new album, mm. which is like country and really weird, but really? it's really good. Um, and then I have just like some other favorite genres of music that I love to just like sit down and listen to music. I can do it while doing other things too, but I really like to sit and listen to lyrics and instrumentals and just like... Do Think nothing, yeah, and listen to music. I love doing that. So I'm too fidgety for that. I no, to. and I also really like live music, so I like going to concerts and stuff like that. But yeah. I like music. Well, today we're going to talk about how we we take um, our free time and make it make it useful. I guess um, you can waste. You can, and I think there's there's a time and place for just waste. Just I need an afternoon just to waste and not um, make useful. Um, cause that's sometimes it's useful to have a useless afternoon. And be resting. That's yes. not a bad thing. Uh -huh. Um, but we want to talk about, and maybe that's one of the ways that we can, we can talk about spending our free time, but we want to talk about, um, ways that we can spend free time to, um, to be, be continually growing and, um, be better people, I guess in mm -hmm. general. Um, so I found an article that, that talks about it. It's talking about, um, Spending your free time for the for the sake of professional success. I don't really want to no. say that in particular. I just want to say that we are talking about spending your free time in a meaningful way. Yes, in yeah. a way that matters. Um, that is going to that you're not going to regret. Let's yeah. say that how to spend your free time in a way that you won't regret. Because I think I don't know if this is true for you. A lot of times I get I have a I'll have a Friday or a Saturday where I just have nothing to do, and I'll be like, this is awesome. I'm going to do something. And then th that day comes and it's gone and I regret how I spent it. Um, and so let's let's talk about how we could not regret it. This article has um, seven reasons. We might make turn some of these into more than one reason as we go through it. Number one says they exercise. And that's I, I definitely I mean you can't you can't disagree with that. I mean the result of not exercising is usually not good and um, especially in a world today where most people do not get exercise out of their profession unless you're doing construction or something like that. Um, and even then, it might not be the type of exercise you need. Um, I think exercise is definitely a way, you know, this science says it releases endorphins. Um, I remember going from middle school to high school. In middle school, I would um, do a, f I did a fall sport and I did a spring sport. But when I got to high school, I was doing sports during the winter and and I would get really bad seasonal depression in the winter. And just picking up a sport during the winter seemed to completely change that because I think it just got my um, my hormones more regular and, and got endorphins flowing. Um, so that that's definitely, I think you can't argue with that. I, I don't think you could argue with it, but it's definitely not my thing. Yes, <laughs> I'm yeah. definitely like, I'm never like, oh, I want to go on a run. Like that seems like fun. No, that's not me. But you go to the dog park. Um, yeah, and, and I like, walk, and yeah. it's not like heavy exercise. We You're like walk like, around a track, mm. um, which I have noticed just like being outside and being in the sun, like especially in the winter has been really nice and like getting out has been really, really nice. Um, but I don't like, I don't run, I don't lift weights or anything. I don't go to the gym, um, but I do enjoy like walking outside and taking small walks outside. Um, yeah. And I think it's it's a good to kind of leave everything inside and then just go outside and breathe and soak up the sun if the sun's out and if not just get fresh air. Yeah. Um so I I like walking and I like hiking. Um mm -hmm. but I don't I feel like for me I have to like find a time to hike because I like to like go to places to hike. I don't really like like necessarily walking around my neighborhood or hiking around my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I would want to go to like Multnomah Falls. Of an excursion. Exactly. Or like go hike Beacon Rock or like more like an adventure and an experience. Um, so I usually try and plan those hikes, but um, I like hiking. Um, so I think I think nature and exercise for me kind of go hand in hand together. Mm -hmm. I'm really not one to going to the gym, but some people like that's their thing and good for you. 
maybe you can talk to me and persuade me to go (laughs) to a gym and make that a more priority in my life. But for me, exercise and nature really go hand in hand of just a time to get outside and breathe. And if the sun's out, be in the sun. If not, just kind of catch my breath and um, take time for myself. Yeah. I definitely don't think I've ever regretted the time that I spent, you know, just enjoying um, the outdoors, enjoying... um, a hike or a run or anything like that. I never, you don't ever regret that use of free time. You know, I, there are a lot of times where I'll get up and I'll take my dog um, up to Louisville Park up north of Battleground a little ways. So like just years away from here, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll take my dog there and we'll, we'll walk around and, and I'll run with him a little bit. So um, yeah, it's, it, I've never, I've never done that and gone, oh, that was such a waste of time. You know, it, it always leaves you feeling rejuvenated. And, For sure. Um, and I just think spending time in God's creation is mm-hmm. is something um, that is, I mean, I think we were created to be in yeah. God's creation. And we, we've built these walls that, that help us um, work and they help us stay warm and stuff and like safe, that. Yeah. yeah. And safe. And, um, but I think you have to get outside those walls. Yeah. At least, I, I think if you could do it daily, I think yeah. you'd be be real real happy and again um, it gives your life meaning just because it's just like you said like i think we're met we're part of god's creation and mm-hmm. that we're supposed to like be like in amongst god's creation and like so yesterday i went to the dog park and it was really sunny out yesterday which is really rare for february in washington yeah. it was really cold but it was really sunny and at the dog park i could see mount hood um mm. and mount jefferson and it was so beautiful yeah i was um, clear as day like you never like see that in february in washington and it was just like oh it's so pretty and they were snow capped because you know it's still winter and they've been getting a lot of snow and it was just the sky was so blue and Mm. the the mountains against the stark blue sky it was just breathtaking and it was just so good to um acknowledge god in that creation and worship him because of the because of what he's made and not necessarily worship the creation, but just worship him because of what he did and what yeah. he's capable for, of. And for putting you in a place to enjoy that. Yeah. And it definitely made, made my day a little better and it gave me an opportunity to give thanks to the Lord and kind of rejoice in, in what he's created. Yeah. I was driving home last night and on I-205, I could see, um, I believe it was Mount, um, St. Helens, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's kind of because it looks flat on top, which I, I is why. Well, maybe I think that's the one that I saw. You might see Mount. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm not sure where Mount Jefferson is. Yeah, I think I might have made that name up. I've, is, is Mount Adams a thing? Mount Adams is a thing. I'm, okay, maybe it was Mount Adams. I get my, I get my I mountains know. around here mixed up. I do too because I have no geographic like sense whatsoever. So I don't know. I'm so sorry if Jeff Mount Jefferson <laughs> is not a place and I offended I'm pretty sure it's Mount Jefferson right I'm here. pretty sure it's in Colorado, maybe, you know where I was born. I am. You're born in Colorado. Yeah, I was born in Colorado. I'm. I'm. I'm pulling out the Google. All right, um, but I'm pretty sure it was Mount Helens because it was flat on top. So I only know Mount Hood because that's the only mountain around here that I've been on. And again, I'm trying to change that and like visit more around here. Yeah, yeah, I've only been living here for three years. So again, I'm sorry if I offended any Oregonians or Washingtonians not getting the name of your mountain correct. Mount Jefferson is in Oregon. Okay, it so is. maybe it might have been Mount Jefferson. I well, don't were know you looking where north? Or were you looking south? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know my left from my right. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you weren't seeing Mount Jefferson. You. No, I'm pretty sure it was Mount St. Helens. Yeah, I'm looking at a map now. Anyway, all that to say, if you live in the Midwest, you're missing out. Um, so let's go on to a number two on this this article list, which I think this one, these two really are the first that would come to mind in useful ways to spend your free time. And this one is um, reading. And that's something that the idea that reading was something useful Um it just seems like it should be a no-brainer, but to me, it didn't quite hit me how useful it was until kind of recently I realized, like, well, now that I'm out of school, I will not learn anything unless I am seeking out knowledge. And so I've really been trying to, and I think reading was something that I didn't have to do as much in school, even though it would be assigned, um, because the teacher was usually teaching whatever was in the book. And so um, I learned better by just um, listening to the teacher, reading a little bit of the book, and then making a lot of inferences. Um, Whereas now I really need to read, um, and I need to be finding books that are challenging and and, uh, helping me grow. 
Uh, do you read much? Um, I was a reader a lot when I was younger, and then high school and college came around, and it wasn't really reading for pleasure, and it was just reading to learn, which to. is good. Yeah. It's a good thing. I just think that I got really tired of it because, like, when you read to learn, it's not always the, like, most exciting reads, yeah. you know? Especially if someone else books. thinks you need it to learn and exactly. you don't necessarily agree. Right. Um, and so um, I graduated and I didn't read anything for, like, months and months and months. But recently I started doing um, the Bible in a year, so, like, the Bible in 365 days. And that's actually where I'm doing a lot of my reading now is um, – just reading scripture. And I think um, that's been really good to kind of like, because growing up in the church, I've gotten like snapshots of scripture all my life. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, here's this Bible story about Moses, or here's this Bible story about Adam and Eve or Mm -hmm. Job, you know? Um, But I've never read the Bible. Oh my gosh. I feel like awful saying that being like, working at a church, but I've never read the Bible like in order and in that like kind of context yeah. where you're like learning everything that happened, you know? So I've never read like all of Genesis and then moved on to Exodus. I've read like, okay, so here's something that happens in Genesis. Yeah. And like, let's go over here to this book and read about this and then let's come back to it. Like, you know, normally that's how I'm used to reading the Bible. Or when I was like um, a really young baby Christian in like middle school and stuff, I would do that thing where I would just openly, like randomly open my Bible and mm-hmm. find something. Um, and that was good. But again, it's something you never get context. So I'm really enjoying reading scripture and just the context of what, you know, certain passages or Bible stories that I've been told. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's giving me a better framework of God's faithfulness and his promises. So yeah. I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. I'm also, I'm doing the same reading plan as you We're all the staff. We're doing it um, all collectively at the same time. And yeah, I think, I think it's the first time I've done just to read straight through the Bible um, ever before. I've always, you know, we've done, I've, I've done like a study on Genesis or I've done right. a study on, Wherever it happens to be, but I don't know if I've gone, not that we, I guess we're not reading the Bible in order, really. Each day is broken up into something from um, some some piece of poetry out of Psalms or Proverbs or something like that, and then something New Testament. Yeah. Right now. But you're reading like a book at a time. It's not like yes, you're reading yes. a Psalms one day and Numbers in the next day and Job the next day. It's like yes. you're reading some of Genesis, some of Matthew, Matthew's I believe, right, and yeah. some of Psalms or Proverbs. So I guess they kind of split those a little bit. Yeah. But, but those ones don't have context. No. Psalms, Psalms and Proverbs um, don't have much context. Um, usually they're pretty they're pretty scattered. Usually, if you try to read them with context, you get very confused. Yeah. How is that related? At right. And usually it's not. All right, on to number three. We have they take classes, and at first, when I first think of that, I'm like, I've never taken classes. But I guess we we ran a class. Um, we did. We did orientation. Did. I, I, I kind didn't. of took it. I indirectly. I mean, I I took it while I was also putting it on. Um, I was watching children so parents could enjoy and learn, and that was good. Yes. We did, um, the class was called Orientation. It was a 10-week class that our church did, and we just talked about um, the basics of of our Christian faith and um, some things that, I guess, don't necessarily naturally come up in in Sunday sermons um, that are important things to talk about. Not very um, fundamental kind of yeah, things, in my opinion. Yes, yes. That, hence the orientation was, it's just kind of figuring out where you are and what's wh- what this world you're in is. But the Christian orienting. world, yeah. Yes. Orienting yourself into the biblical views yes. of things. So we talked about like baptism and communion mm-hmm. and the spiritual gifts and um, spiritual disciplines and um, it Christian was really worldview. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I helped. Um, I helped kind of plan it, so I know the things that we talked about, even though I didn't take it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm really excited. We're starting a new one soon. I'm really excited to finally to finally take it yeah, and learn. It. Yeah. Um, and you know that's a good way. Maybe, maybe we should be looking. I've never taken a class besides um, something in church or actual school. Um, and, and I think that's that classes are a good way. Or maybe maybe it would be um, a conference mm-hmm. might be the way that you you do it, but just some way that you can be. It, it, it's kind of a tag on to number two reading, um, whether you're reading scripture or you're reading. Um, like I'm reading a book right now called How to Worship a King, and mm. it's um, by Zach Neese, and it's all about just 
how what does scripture say about how we are to worship God? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's something in my profession that I'm reading. And then they have you know there's worship conferences and things mm-hmm. like that, seminars. Um, and so if if you're um, if you've got a free weekend and you want to um, do something that you're not going to regret, maybe um, either your profession or a profession that you're interested in um, might have some sort of classes or conferences you could take. Um, and I think it's a very useful way that might be of some relaxation to you. Yeah. I think that's one key thing about um, all of the ways that you spend free time is that it cannot it cannot pile on more stress for you. Right. If right. you spend your free time, I mean, depending on how much, if, maybe you have a lot of free time so you can do something stressful. Um, but if, if you're spending your free time building on the stress that you're, you've already got from your not free time, um, you're, you're going to burn out eventually. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, and like for me, I think I'm my, um, one of my friends who is in ministry in Tennessee, um, he called me last night and he was talking about this conference that he's going to, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically this ministry leadership conference and it teaches you a lot about um, ministry and it's really geared and directed towards people who didn't really go to Bible college or have so really like a lot of seminary catalyst. experience. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I've heard of it. I don't even know what it's about. So they have a conference coming up in March, and um, I asked him if he could give me some information on it because some of you guys know me. I have, like, no background in ministry. I mean, I grew up in the church, but I didn't go to Bible college. um, And so this ministry thing is pretty new for me, and God has learned. I'm learning a lot, and God's growing me a lot. Um, But I'm really, like— going to this um, conference is like really exciting to me because of how many things I can learn and I can um, hear about people's experiences and perspectives and um, just it excites me to learn more about the job that I'm in like ministry and how to do it more effectively and um, I don't know so that's that's one example of like a conference Mm -hmm. but not really like a class but just kind of furthering education about the things that you're passionate about and the things that you already do um but again like hunter said make sure it doesn't add stress like Mm -hmm. i definitely wouldn't want to go to this if it was going to be like super stressful you know yeah um and i I think it's a way to extend the reading to having actual actual people that you're interacting with to to grow in those areas um the next one says they volunteer and i definitely you know that's that's something that I, I wish I I had more um, opportunity, I guess, for, for different volunteer um, situations. Um, and, and, you know, being in a church, I guess, I don't, I don't make a hard decision between, well, I help with the youth group in this way, and that's volunteer versus this is my job. I don't really differentiate that um, too much. Because I just don't, I don't want to be all about the numbers right. and, and how I spend my time. Um, but, you know, volunteering is a great way to um, do something outside of yourself, to be involved in something um, that, that God's doing in your community, in the lives of those people around you, um, and to just be able to um, f- help facilitate that and, and um, be a part of it. Um, I think that's a great, great, but, you know... Um, you got to make a call on, is this going to be too much stress for mm-hmm. your life? I think um, you can get so wrapped into volunteering um, that you're actually just piling on more work for you. It's not, right. it's become, it may be you volunteering, but you've made it into an obligation. Um, you've made it into, you've made it, you've added extra work for yourself that um, may be good in the short term, but in the long term, you're going to burn yourself out. And unlike reading and exercise, mm-hmm. taking classes and volunteering usually have a lot more moving parts because mm-hmm. you're usually plugged into a bigger group of people. It yeah. has set dates, et cetera, et cetera. Therefore making things more stressful on you where yeah. you can go out and take a run, you know, whenever you have the free time, yeah. whenever you're done with work, mm-hmm. you know, you can pick up and read a book before you go to bed, yes. you know? And so I feel like sometimes volunteering and taking classes and it is an added pressure on people because there is a set date. Usually there's fees sometimes going on, especially with like taking classes and yeah. it's a financial thing, you know? And, um, and I think definitely if you have the opportunity for these things, do them. Um, I I am a court-appointed special advocate. I'm a CASA. And so basically um, I support kids in the foster system while they're in court, and I make sure that they have a voice and that their needs are getting met, whether they're in foster care, whether they're um, 
going through adoption, um, whether they are living with their parents and their parents are just really struggling or having a dependency case. Um, and I really, really enjoy that. But um, I think that there's a lot of opportunities, um, not only to volunteer, volunteer in the community, but also just like in the church. You know, we mm -hmm. have so many volunteering op um, volunteer opportunities to get involved with kids, um, ask kids, and there's youth group, and there's even like making coffee for Sunday mornings, yeah. and there's greeting and making people feel welcome on Sunday mornings. There's, if you have the gift, like worship, and um, you can volunteer. There's so many volunteer opportunities, and it's not about what they give to you. It's about what you're giving to God and giving back to others. And um, I think that that can be really meaningful, not because it supplies you worth, um, mm. but because God's going to bless that. So yeah. I don't think that you should volunteer to make you feel better and be like, oh, boast and look at how great I am, whatever. No, no, no. Volunteering is supposed to be about service to mm -hmm. others, which is basically what Jesus like is calling us to do is to being a servant of other people's yes. needs. And so um, I take volunteering really, really seriously. And I'm really, really thankful for all the volunteers that we have in the church because the staff couldn't do it by themselves. You know, it definitely takes a body to make church happen and ministry happen. And um, it takes people to spread the word of God. And so I take very, volunteering very seriously. And I do think it's a great way um, to grow and it's very meaningful, mm -hmm. not only in Christian life, but in sec secular life too, but yeah. definitely really important to the yeah. church. I think being so involved in ministry and in church, um, I think it's a challenge for us to also not just serve in church, you right. know, because um, I mean, you and me, we're, we're serving, like, I don't think you probably differentiate your hours between what's volunteer and what's, not at all. what's part of your job. It's just a service. It's what I'm called to do. Yeah. 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 And so it can be, it can be hard for us to find even if we're doing that through our church, we're serving the community. Um, but I think that that's something, don't get so um, ingrained into your um, smaller community. Right, but right. Make sure it's outward. In. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Because yeah. then you're bringing people into the church. Your outward service and volunteer can bring so much in into the church and so many spiritual gifts and other things into the church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and ultimately point. you're gonna you're not gonna regret this because you're thinking less about yourself. And so exactly. you're not going to be pitying that time you lost helping these people because <laughs> suddenly your priorities have shifted less on yourself right. and they're more on those other people. And so um, yes, obviously I think um, volunteering is is a very useful way to use your time. Um, number five on this list says they network and um, I, I think when you originally read that, you went, I don't, oh, I don't we don't network. <laughs> and then we, I started thinking about it and well, no, I guess, I guess we do network. I'm, I do a lot of networking. Yeah. And oh. I've even networked with other worship pastors outside of, um, our church, outside of our area. Um, and some of that just came from, from college. It was really like almost part of my education was to network. Um, which I'm super thankful for. Um, but also within our church, we're networking. Oh, for sure. And I think, I feel like networking kind of going goes back to like community. Um, so I like to meet with women from the church and just get to know them and where they're at and what their hobbies are and, um, and just get to know them as people instead of like, oh, this is just this person that I go to church with. You know, like I, I want to have that relationship with, with women in the church so um, I can be friends with them or not even friends with them just so I can know how like... I can know about them because I feel like just knowing them is such a blessing to my life, you know? So I, I take women out to coffee or out to lunch or out to dinner. Um, I even, um, you know, just even though again, but I don't think of it as part of my job. Um, I think of it as really like this person has the potential to bless me and bless other people. And I'm blessing them kind of again with like just the service component in mm -hmm. it is I enjoy spending time with these people and building relationships with these people. Yeah. Um, I think, it, look, if you're interested in being involved in ministry, um, and I think if you're a Christian, you should at least, maybe not your, maybe it's not going to be a vocational ministry, but you should be um, involved in making your life about ministry, whether you are going to serve on, at a church, serve as staff at a church or not. Um, if you're going to make your life about ministry, you have to be um, willing to set aside your holding on to those hours. Like if you're trying to, say, I'm going to spend, and I get that sometimes um, you need to have boundaries. You need to have boundaries to have a healthy um, family life, healthy um, work life. But if you're glued to a set number of hours, I think it's going to 
um, hurt how you are able to to minister to people and um, and be part of that community. Um, I yeah, I also I'm I'm an introvert, so I so if it's like a men's breakfast or something like that, which I, I regret not being, I didn't get to go to the men's breakfast that we had um, just this last week because I um, I was writing my, my sermon for Sunday that morning because last week was kind of a crazy week in general. So kind of bummed that I didn't get to see that. But that being said, um, gr- group situations like that are tiring for me. It mm-hmm. takes, it, it adds stress to my, uh, it, it draws from my um, my energy reserve, but when I meet with a with a person, when I when I do a one on one meeting with somebody, or mm-hmm. like two on one, or or a group of three, I guess we'll call it that. Um, <laughs> when I when I have meetings like that, I usually come out of those feeling very energized and very inspired, um, because usually they're great times of of bonding and of um, getting to know people who. Usually the meeting is because we have some sort of shared vision or goal for mm-hmm. ministry or for um, something like that. So I find that very energizing and, um, of course, never regret um, spending time networking with people. Um, it's just always been it's always been a blessing in my life to to take the things that I am doing and make them something that we are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, get get outside of myself and and. Um, bring bring this community together to do something awesome for God, whether that's um, raking up leaves, for doing something volunteer, or whether it's um, just doing um, the, my job as a worship minister better by bringing more people into that process. Um, it's always been a very non-regrettable thing to, to network with people in, in those ways. Um, I don't think what we, I don't think we said what this topic, what this article was saying about networking at all. But that's okay because they're coming out from very again. Yeah, they're talking about like professional yes. standpoint. I again, I think of it more as like a just relational standpoint. Like it's it's nice to know, mm-hmm. be connected with people, and like yeah, getting to know people and ha- building relationships with people is just a perfect opportunity to share Christ. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what we're called to do. And um, to disciple one another. And I think networking kind of flowers into discipleship. Like you mm-hmm. network with people, you get to know big groups of people, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And on that level, you're usually introduced to people that your relationship with a certain amount of those people, you know, goes into a deeper relationship and then yeah. can eventually turn into discipleship. And maybe you're networking with people who are of the same profession as yours. They have some common bond um, mm-hmm. and that can disciple you in a way, even though you might not have like one person that is discipling you, that group can be a way for you to get discipled, um, through, through God's word and the, the words of wisdom that that group has, you can be discipled so that then you can go be someone who disciples someone else, um, much more effectively and much better. Um, so networking is a great way to spend your free time. Um, Number six on this says they have hobbies, which... Um, we kind of already talked about. We, yeah, we mentioned that in at the beginning. In the introduction. Yeah. Um, but I just think, you know, having... A, like I said earlier, um, several of my hobbies turned into what I do professionally now. Um, I play guitar as a hobby. Um, I, I did camera stuff as a hobby. Um, and so I don't think that you're ever going to regret the time that you put into um, working on a skill of a hobby, or maybe your hobby is um, just something that is not practical, but is a great way for you to express your creativity, um, to uh, take the pressure off of maybe you do something high pressure for work or something like that, and you're able to just go enjoy that hobby and not worry about um, the, the stressful things in your life. I, so yeah, I talked about like, like having a dog and liking to walk my dog. Um, I'm one of those like crazy perfectionists that like, if I'm not really good at something then I don't like to do it because I like to be good at stuff that I do. So I've like tried having hobbies like, Oh, I'll play music. I'll play guitar. No, I was terrible at it. Like really bad at it to the point where like, I didn't like doing it cause I was bad at it. I tried skateboarding. Um, I broke my elbow. <laughs> So needless to well. say, that did not go well, and <laughs> I did not. That's exactly what you're supposed to do on the skateboard as a hobby. Um, 
And so I really think that like my hobby is really like just walking and being with my dog, although it's not a crafting hobby or it's not a photography hobby or whatever. It really, like you were saying, it gives me time to rejuvenate. It's really Mm -hmm. about like me time. And I Mm -hmm. think I am a very relational person. I love meeting new people and building relationships with people. Um, But I'm like one of those weird people where I'm like 50% an introvert and 50% an extrovert. So I'm like right on that line. So I do need time to myself and to rejuvenate. And so um, I I read a lot in my me time, Um, not only the Bible, but I'm kind of a nerd and like to read... um, scholarly psychology articles like that are like really heavy in statistics and experiments and stuff like that um, because I'm a nerd and like that's what I read in college but I think it's fun like it's really interesting to me all right. Um, and so that's like a hobby. But that goes back to like reading and furthering education and learning. But the the kind of stuff that I'm reading about sometimes even like won't even apply to what I'm doing with my life right now. So like it won't apply to ministry. It won't apply to relationships. It's something really random like what are the neurons in your brain doing when you're on your cell phone? And like what it like weird scientific stuff mm, like that, yeah. I guess. Brain, um, brain science. Yeah, I really like brain science, which some people might not call it a... It's hard a soft science. science. It's a soft yeah. science, whatever. Um, but I, I enjoy it. And, um, and I think it's good to always be branching out in hobbies um, because, you, well, for one, you never know what's going to turn into something right. um, bigger than a hobby or maybe you're just a hobby that you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life. I think it's good to always be branching out in that. And because that will, it, it changes up. I think a change in routine is good. Um, I think if you feel kind of stagnant, um, and you're you're stuck. I think finding a new hobby can be a great way for you to break out of whatever mold you're in, and be able to um, maybe that new hobby will give you some new perspective on on um, your profession or just your relationships or something like that. Or it'll just be some great time that you're able to spend alone. I mean, it depends on the hobby. If your hobby and it is. depends on the person who you are. Like maybe you hate being alone, so you're not gonna go and mm-hmm. do something by yourself, which is like totally, totally fine. You go out with a group of friends. That's yeah. actually our next one is spending time with friends and family, which mm-hmm. I think can very easily be a hobby. Um, I love spending time with my family. It always rejuvenates me. Um, I'm a very family-oriented person, and I love being around family. I love having a relationship with my family. Um, I just feel like I'm very blessed to have the family that I have, and so I try and take advantage of it and spend as much time with them as I can. And um, I would say that spending time with my friends and family is my biggest hobby, but since mm. this article has it separated, it it up, yeah. I guess I'll keep it really, in its own yeah. apartment. Any of these could Whatever. be your your hobby. Networking could be your your hobby, you might not describe it that way. But Reading can be a hobby. Yeah, yeah. And exercise. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, spending time with friends and family. I don't get to spend time with, with family as often um, because most of them live pretty far away. Um, but I definitely, whenever I get the chance to, it's it's really um, nice. It's rejuvenating. And, um, and it, I think it... it kind of gives me new perspective since I don't see them a lot. It's always um, good new perspective. I usually feel more comfortable talking to them in ways that I might not feel comfortable mm-hmm. talking to um, you guys at work um, just because we have a different history. And so I can um, I can talk about work things with my family and and just hearing myself say it to my family makes me go, oh, mm-hmm. I've been doing, I've been wasting my time doing yep. this. I should have been doing this yep. other thing. Um, I do that too. And so, yeah, it's, whether it's just a way to kill time and and be with someone that you're comfortable with or whether it's um, a new perspective, spending time with friends and family is, is great. My my friends and I, I I've, got, I've got four, six, seven friends from college who we've all stayed pretty close. Um, four of them in particular, we all have, ever since freshman year, I, when we went fresh, so we would go to Yellowstone, I'll, I'll say that. Um, we go to Yellowstone on an annual basis, and we our first time doing that was freshman year. It was the week, or, or so at my college, the um, the finals week was broken up. I don't know why they did this. It was it was terrible for a lot of things, but it was um, four days, one week. It was Tuesday through Friday, one week, and then it was Monday of the next week. So there's always one day, 
of, of finals afterwards, or just in the morning on Mondays, actually, because we had an all-school event after lunch um, on Mondays. And so we would go, we went to Yellowstone during the weekend um, of, of finals week. And so it was, it, was, it was crazy. I don't know why we did it. I don't know why we decided, hey, let's go to Yellowstone. And we were going to just camp out in Yellowstone, but one of, one of my friend's moms found out that we were doing that. And she was like, no, you're not. And she <laughs> bought, bought us a, or, uh, got us a hotel room. So that was, That's nice. we, were, we were living it up in Yellowstone. Um, oh, yeah. And so that was something that we started doing. And, and that year, it was just kind of, so my roommate just kind of started talking to some guys across the hall that we weren't really friends with. But they just, they seemed like all right guys, you know. Um, and just like, for some reason, they were like, we're going to go to Yellowstone. And my my roommate told me that. And I was like, we're not going to Yellowstone. We're, and I was 19 at the time. So I was pretty young. Um, I hadn't done a lot of things that adventurous without some sort of adult um, thinking process going into it. <laughs> and so it was like, we're not going to Yellowstone. We got finals. This, this makes no sense. We don't even know where we would stay in Yellowstone. We don't know what the weather's like there. Um, but we went to Yellowstone and it was, it was a great trip. Um, and we've done it yearly and it's just been this great time. We really focus on, we, we make it a time where we, we really focus on God. Um, it's, you know, it's a bit of a road trip from, we always go from Boise. So it's about a six or seven hour drive. And we try to, we try to pray on the hour as a, as a group, we pray for different things, pray for safety. Cause you know, bears, um, <laughs> we've, we've encountered, we usually try to encounter bears. Um, but one time we were not trying to encounter a bear and we encountered a bear and it was, could have been really bad, but it was really awesome. That's I'll, scary. I'll tell the story another time. Um, I cannot find the picture from that. I know I took a picture, but I don't. It's somewhere on Facebook. Um, but those times with the friends, it's just been um, a great time to to get some. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, perspective. Perspective camaraderie. and camaraderie and accountability. There we go. There you go. Um, accountability with your friends who um, who you've spent that time with, and you know that they are there for you and that they care for you. Um, and it, you know, it's just a blast too. Um, but it was also just a great way to develop some deeper, meaningful friendships, um, that we would meet weekly and just talk about, you know, I need prayer for this. This is going on in my family. This is going on, um, in this class. And it really, um, probably got me through a lot of college and, um, I don't know if it, without that, how well I would have gotten through, how, how healthy of my mental state would have been as I got through college. So um, definitely, if you're not spending time with friends and family, um, you're probably regretting that. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you hear like some people like dying on their deathbed and they're like, I wish I would have been a better father yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think family is important and friends are really important too. And if you don't have a family, I think you still have those friendships and those relationships that are so close to you that they're mm -hmm. like family, you, you know, you need them. And sometimes like with me, especially because I am so busy and I get so tired, spending time with friends and family looks like let's watch this Netflix show together, you know, and mm -hmm. like, let's watch this movie together. It's not necessarily like we have to go out and do things, you know, it's, it's again, doing things that aren't, that aren't stressful and that I can do in my pajamas and I don't have to get up and like go do something, mm -hmm. you know, it's just something really relaxing. You can kind of turn your brain off for a little while, which I don't think is bad and watch a show or mm -hmm. four episodes or seven episodes yeah. of a show, you know, like I don't think that's bad. I, I'm also a big Netflix watcher on my own. So kind of as a hobby, but also just my, with my family. Mm -hmm. um, and I think uh, as much as I think a lot of times Netflix goes to an extreme where it's, it really is probably a waste of time, but I think that it's not something watching Netflix is not something to be like, Oh, I just wasted time. Cause I think you can get some real inspiration, some real, um, re-energization out of just, um, watching a really good show. Yes, like yeah. Hunter and I last night, um, he has Mondays off and I try and take Mondays off. So that way we have like the same day off so mm -hmm. we can spend time with each other. And last night we were watching planet earth on Netflix. And mm -hmm. that was like one of those shows that like, 
It's not really about anything. It's not a plot. It's not a drama. Yeah. It's not like House of Cards or whatever. It's just look at this cool thing. Look right. At this it's like cool look thing. at these beautiful mountains and these beautiful jungles and like their drone shots that they had of everything was like amazing. And you sit there and you get to learn about like animals like this um, caterpillar in the jungle lights up and has green lights in its stomach and a little red head. It was so cool. And so it's just like. Yeah, TV is not always, like, a great way to spend your time, but I definitely feel like sometimes it's necessary and it's just a good way, especially when you're doing it with your loved ones or your friends. Like, it's a good way to bond and spend time yeah, with each other without yeah, having to hang out. I wish I had some awesome road trip to go on with my friends. I haven't done that in a really long time. Um, I did it, I guess, on my 21st birthday and on my 18th birthday. We went to Colorado with some mm. friends of mine, and that was really good friend time. Yeah. But I am a homebody, and I like to be at home. Mm. So, like, if me and you are going to be best friends, if I can come over in my pajamas and we can just hang out and, like, watch TV and talk and, you know, be really low-key. Because um, I like that kind of stuff, yeah. you know? So. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little more uh, – what's the word? I – I get restless, I guess, if, mm. if, if we're doing that. My hunter's the same way. He's yeah. like, I don't want to be at home. Let's go out to dinner. And I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> Me and my wife go back. We go back and forth on that. Sometimes she's the one like, we should go out and do something. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> we could, but this, uh, this Netflix, this, they invented this new thing called Netflix. <laughs> and where it's I can really just cool. <laughs> sit here and watch all the entertainment I want. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, usually she wants to go do something in the evenings and usually I want to get moving in the mornings like she's kind of like let's just like lay in bed and That's do how nothing I am. for like two hours until it's like 3pm nice and then I want to do something See, yeah, yeah, that's I'm like, me like I've been awake for 15 minutes and if I'm not like getting going towards doing something I'm like I'm I hate I just See, need yeah, to no, move I need me. to get going that's not me. So, um, but th- yeah, so then she's on the other end on the, in the evening. It sounds like you and Hunter are like just, yeah. you're always like, let's just stay here. And Hunter's yeah. always like, let's, let's go. go. He's very much of a busybody. He likes to be doing things, yeah. which is good. That's part of the reason why we're good for each other is because he like makes me go out and yeah. like have and he's adventures. Much, yeah, he's much more of a, um, not that you're non-social, but he's very like, he, he feeds off very social talkative. Yes, yeah. he, he very much does. And again, I'm one of those weird people, like every personality test that I've taken, I'm like right on the line of being an introvert and an extrovert. Like I'm just both. Yeah. So it's really weird. I think all of these things, networking, having hobbies, spending time with friends and family, reading, taking classes, volunteering, exercising. I think all of these things are really important, but I think kind of what Hunter's been saying is I, I think balance is more important. You mm-hmm. know, you don't want to go and invest time in every single one of these areas if that's going to put pressure, pressure on you mm-hmm. if that's going to stress you out. You know, if that takes away from if, your family yeah. or your marriage. It would be better that you leave out exercise. And I mean, it's going to be maybe exercise It's different for every need. person. <laughs> right. It's different for every person. So like if you are around people 24-7, maybe leave out the networking and you know, the volunteering and like really focus time on your family and Mm -hmm. on your own mental health and your own self-care. So if your self-care looks like exercising or reading a book, like do what is going to rejuvenate you and fulfill you spiritually and is going to be able to um, fill you up in the ways that you need instead of just feeling like, oh, if I want to be successful or if I want to give my life meaning, I have to do all of these things. Yeah. That's not what we're saying here at all. And I've, um, I've known people who have done that and I've I've um, tried to do that. I'm not nearly good enough <laughs> at life to, to do that, to even get close to doing that. But I've known people who are pretty good at life who will They'll have six out of seven and man, if, or, you know, of course, this is just an arbitrary list, but they'll have just about every like area of life you can be involved in, involved in. And they're just, they really drive themselves to get that last like checkbox just because they are really type A personalities. Yeah. And it's, it's a detriment to themselves. It and is. I think you have to know what season you're in. Kind of mm-hmm. like your mom and Jen talked about your mom, Sherry Ware and, and Jennifer McKeever, if you look at episode Eight of our podcast, um, they talked about seasons in life, and I think you have to be able to recognize the season you're in For sure. as being. This is a time when I really need, need exercise, or some, need yeah. family, or need to pursue education, or volunteering, mm-hmm. or service. You know, yeah. And um, being able to recognize that is something that 
maybe first you need friends to give you some perspective on what you need. For sure. Um, but yeah, just being, I think the first step, I guess I'll say this, the first step is being mindful of how you use your, your free time. Cause I think there's a lot of times where I'm not mindful Me of how I use too. my free time <laughs> and I go, wow, I did not realize that I just spent four hours just wasting it. Um, sitting and scrolling on Facebook. That's my biggest like nine thing. That's the thing that I always seem to regret the most is like just sitting there and scrolling through Facebook and comparing myself to people early today. Exactly. And what I do with that hour that I woke up early, I sat on Facebook the entire time and that's without fail. Every time I'm like, Oh my gosh, why did I do that? I gained nothing from right, this. Right, like nothing. I'm like a if little anything, more aware it, of what my friends are doing. Or for me, it, if anything, it harmed me because I just spent the past hour comparing my life to all of these <laughs> people I went to high school with. Like, why did I just do that? And so I think for me, the biggest distraction of doing things that are meaningful and not wasting my time is my stupid little cell phone that's on my hip all the time. Yeah. And just being mindful of like what your distractions are and what takes away from meaningful time that you have, I think is really important. Man, maybe that should be our next podcast is how to uh, make your life rule over yourself instead of yourself and rule over your life. True. But, um, that would be awesome. We don't have time for that right now. No, right? And I couldn't I couldn't talk on that topic because that's something that I need to listen <laughs> to and learn from. So we'll just, we'll just hear bad experiences from Kristen and we'll no. bring someone else much more uh, qualified to talk about how not to do what we do on our cell phones, which is... I think we got started on cell phones too young. I'm thinking about that whenever I have kids is yeah. I think they need to be a little bit older than I was when they, and of course my cell phone was a dumb cell phone. So I just, I, I texted, that was pretty much all I could do on my cell phone. Uh, I guess I could have made a phone call, but <laughs> who makes phone calls school. now? Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, I think we almost got all this technology. I didn't get a smartphone until college, I guess, but um, I always had something in my pocket that I was able to distract myself with. And I think, you know, I think that that's harmful sometimes. Um, sure, they do a lot of good things. But if the younger you are, I think you can get stifled by yeah. having this distraction machine in your pocket. So yeah. um, I don't know how we got talking about that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> because we're talking about things that are distracting to our meaningful time. And yes, that was okay. one thing to me okay, that, that distracts was, and takes away that was, meaningful time that I can use on it. That was a meaningful way for us to end this podcast, I, I think. I hope so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Something for everyone to ponder, yes. like what distracts them from using their time wisely yes. and meaningfully. Think about how you, you spend your free time. Um, think about some of these ways that we just talked about. And um, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I'm glad you were here with us today. We are Axe Church, located in Camas, Washington. If you haven't heard of us before, <laughs> you can check us out at axecamas.org. We have some more podcasts on our SoundCloud account, or you can follow us on iTunes as well. Um, wherever you listen to this podcast, you can subscribe. We'd love it if you would comment, you would like, you would um, share. share it. Um, all those things are good for us to see that, hey, this this content we're, we're creating is something that people want to engage in and um, not we're not wasting our time um, talking. You know, I got a lot of this conversation. Even if no one listens to this, you know, I'm I'm going to be more thoughtful about how I spend my time. How about this? I'm going to do like a weird YouTube thing that I feel like YouTubers do. If you're listening to this and you make it to the end, please comment what you like to do in your free time and how you use your free time meaningfully. Um, we would love to hear what you do and what kind of hobbies you do, what kind of books you like to read, what kind of classes you take, how you volunteer. Um, share any of those kinds of things in the comments, either on Facebook or on SoundCloud. Um, we would love to hear what you guys' life is like and get to know you better. And whoever has the most unique um, free time experience, I will like your comment. There you uh, go. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, so uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch you again next week. <laughs>